On April 18, 2016, at 3.50 a.m., a figure in head-to-toe SWAT uniform is caught on camera breaking into Creekside Church of Christ in the city of Midlothian, Texas. The security footage shows this figure pacing the empty hallways of the church, stopping periodically to open doors and walk in and out of rooms. Fitness instructor Missy Beavers arrives sometime later at the church to prepare for 5 a.m. fitness class, unaware of the person inside who was presumably waiting for her to arrive. At 5.06 a.m., 911 receives an emergency call. Missy Beavers has been found unconscious and unresponsive in the church, bleeding from several puncture wounds. A few moments later, Missy Beavers is pronounced dead from the injuries sustained in the assault. The attack was not caught on camera and to this day remains an open case. Although the authorities have received thousands of tips since the murder, the question remains. Who killed Missy Beavers? Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy, and we're your partners in wine, crime, and we got some time with you for the next, like, hour or so, talking about a crazy case. And now we have a snazzy new intro, courtesy of our producer, Jorge. I mean, how cool is it? I mean, I was just saying before, like, there's 2020. We're 2021. We are the new regime. I felt (laughs) I'm waiting for a Peabody or an Emmy or something like that. That was, you got to say, that was hats off to us. (laughs) Oh, yes. <laughs> That's us trying to be professional. Yeah, I know. <laughs> trying, maybe failing. But if you liked it, let us know. Drop us a DM, NATC pod. We get so many DMs from you guys. I'm really trying to make it through at least most of them. And we love them so much, especially because not only is it fun to talk to you guys, but they inspire some of our episodes like this one. Yeah, we got so many requests for this case. So we finally decided to dive in, and boy, is it a doozy. This one reminds me of the Delphi murders in that I think it's it's going to be solved, I think. Yeah, 100%. Well, we hope. I was thinking of it, and it just kind of is one of the ones, too, where it is such, of course, this happens a lot with cases, but there's such a community focus on it, like because it was someone people knew in the community, and there's just a lot of dots that I think can actually connect and aren't just like theoretically connecting. So I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. And I think this is not like, like when we did, for instance, the Maura Murray or Brian Schaefer or those types of cases where there's a lot of theories, but there's no real suspects. It gets so frustrating. This one, it's like, we have the suspect. We just need to figure out who they are. Right? We got hoes in similar area codes for this one. <laughs> we, we, can, we can track this bitch down. <laughs> ah, so should we just get right into it? We'll jump in. And it's really fitting because I did do uh, 10 minutes of a 30-minute Pilates class today, and I think I hurt my back. So this is a workout. It starts with a workout class. So I'm really feeling really into this while also questioning what I did wrong with my body. <laughs> Oh boy, yes. Today we're going to talk about the murder of Missy Beavers. Again, a lot of you guys requested it, and thank you for that. Please continue to send us your recommendations. Please. Yes. 
So Terry Missy Beavers was born on August 9th, 1970 in Graham, which is a small town in Texas. She was the middle child in her family and graduated from Tarleton State University with a Bachelor's of Science. After working in retail for a while, she met and married Brandon Beavers in 1998. She then became a school teacher and taught for a few years until the birth of her first child when she decided to become a stay-at-home mom to take care of her new daughter. She then gave birth to two more daughters and eventually decided to go back to teaching, but this time with a focus on fitness. Can we say hats off? She had three kids and then is like, I'm going to be like a boot camp instructor. I know, right? <laughs> I can't even... I do... Res- I do respect all the mom and like the pregnant women who were in my workout classes when workout classes still existed because I always look at them and I'm like, how are you carrying life and better at this than me? So they really do motivate me. <laughs> like truly, it's I, and I love also when I go to a workout class and it'll be like the 75 year old woman who is just like fucking pumping iron and I'm over here with my two pound weights like. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, when she's like, you can do it. You go at your own pace. And I'm like, I don't need this wisdom right now, but I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, I love yeah. that. Yes. So she became a Camp Gladiator boot camp instructor. I don't know what that entails, but it does sound intense. Yeah, I was looking at the Facebook, uh, some of the Facebook posts about it, and they are very intense. It seems like kind of like a hit, like the HIIT training type situation. I could see that. Yeah, I feel like you don't you don't name a business Camp Gladiator if you're just like doing Shavasana for 45 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this ain't no yoga with Adrian right now. Let me tell you that much. Sadly, it's not. So uh, Missy started teaching fitness classes in her local community. And I think they became pretty popular. And her brother-in-law said she was dedicated to taking care of herself, taking care of other people, and being a good mother. And her husband, Brandon, echoed this and says that she always put her family's interests ahead of her own. So... Very selfless, very caring, nurturing. Not only nurturing in her family, but also nurturing in the community because it's like she takes the time out of her day, went back to work to do fitness classes for people around there to, you know, for them to relax, energize, sweat a little bit, all that jazz. Totally. But unfortunately, one of her fitness classes did take a turn and we get to that on April 18th, 2016 at around 4 a.m. So she teaches these classes. I, I mean, I guess it is true. I do see workout classes that are like the gladiator classes happening at like all hours. Like I feel like there'd be times I'm like leaving a bar and then I'm seeing someone like throwing a tire <laughs> and I'm like, are you on? What are you on? And I'm like, oh, adrenaline. Got it. <laughs> adrenaline and those thrive patches. Yeah. Like see like here 4 a.m. And they're like, what but that is a kind of normal time when people are working out before work and stuff like that yeah i mean i guess if you have an office job and you have to be in early i can't i cannot imagine getting up the motivation i, I, I have never woken up at 4 a.m i've been up till 4 a.m so i would not go Legit. to this class but it is a class that does exist my friend teaches a class at like eight in the morning and i'm always like i'm sorry i can't come that's too early for me and she makes fun of me yeah. i'm like it's eight. that is like no that's middle of the night i would not be able to do right? anything then I'm like, this is 11, 17 a.m. And I'm like, this is like my 5 a.m. <laughs> so at around 4 a.m., she walked into Creekside Church of Christ to lead a workout that she had posted about on Facebook the night before. And it was a class that it was like, it was going to be really rainy this morning. So that's why she heavily posted about, or not heavily, but posted about it saying, rain or shine, come on gladiators, let's be there type of situation. Yeah. And I think they had moved the class. 
also. And so she posted that it was being moved to the church. Yeah. So she really had like kind of all promo. She was using her Facebook as promotion for this, of course, because she it's like her own individual classes type of stuff. When the workout class arrived, however, they found her body. So, which is a terrifying sight to see. Upon yeah, oh uh, my gosh, oh my god, I could not imagine. Upon uh, inspection, uh, they could determine that she died from puncture wounds to both the head and the chest. Uh, wh- whereas Inside Edition says that she was also bludgeoned to death. So it was a very much all in all a gruesome sight with a lot of trauma. Yes, very gruesome, and we'll probably get into this in the theories, but that led me to believe it was personal. You know what I right, yeah, because it's it's also yeah, we'll get into the theories, but I do think all of this screams personal. So uh a gun also was found in Missy's car because she did have a registered gun, but it wasn't used in the killing and she didn't bring it in, which made people feel, oh, she wouldn't be nervous because she didn't bring her gun with her. Well, she exactly. Car. And I mean, I'm not I, I love uh I love uh I love a Casey Musgraves, but I don't know that much about living in the South. I don't know if like you usually travel with a gun in your car. You know what I mean? Seems like a Texas thing to do. Let's be real. It's like that scene in Miss Congeniality when he, <laughs> she like goes to the crowd and she's like, he had a gun. And they're like, it's Texas. Everybody has a gun. That's actually very true. Yeah. Because at first I was like, well, she must have been suspicious if she had a gun in the car. And then I was like, oh, probably not. Everybody's well, you got your car gun. You have your home gun. And then you have your work gun. It's like your chapstick. I was... <laughs> <laughs> it is the chapstick of the South. God, <laughs> God bless and God's uh, Oh, man. Yeah. So, but this also points to the fact that she wasn't really expecting a confrontation at the church or she could have protected herself because if she really assumed she was in danger, she most likely would have brought her gun in for self-defense. For sure. So that's pretty much the gist. And there is this video that you guys should definitely look up. We would play a clip, but it's literally like silent. It's CCTV footage. It's a long CCTV of just like, it kind of just feels like you're just watching it almost looks like a security guard going around but then you're like it's not at all it's creepy yeah so basically like what you see is somebody dressed in full-on like police riot gear walking around the church at night shortly before the murder and the police don't think that it's actually a police officer and you can kind of see this person is carrying what appears to be a hammer um and they haven't they're basically like this is the person who did it we just we just don't know who it is because again they're in like full head to toe riot gear like a helmet etc um what they do think they know about the the person is that police estimates that they're t- they're about 58 um some outlets say that they could be between 52 and 58 but the more like official estimate that i was seeing was like 58 give it give or take an inch and a half that part confused me so much because I was like, how are you able to like, because like he's the, the suspect is walking by lockers and doors. So you can measure those. I'm like, how are you six oh, yeah. inches? Five, two to five, eight. That's like Snooky to Wow. I feel Legit. like you got it. There's a height difference there. Yeah, that's that's like, six inches is a significant range. Yeah. That's like it could be me or it could be like your average man. And that, yeah. that's and we do know. Everybody who is 5'8 puts that they're six feet on dating apps. So, oh, 100%. I feel like also 5'8 is the new, like, is the new six feet for like short people. Like, you just claim you're 5'8 when in reality, I'm like, you're not that tall. That's, ooh, it's the lead, it's the leg up. Okay, interesting. Like, I went on a date with this guy who definitely put he was like 5'7 in his profile. And I'm like, we are essentially eye to eye right now. Like, <laughs> you're like, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world 
five five. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like I didn't care. I I was not mad that he was short, but I was just kind of like, probably don't lie. Yeah. But anyway, back to the suspect. Um, and also interesting thing is they they haven't ruled out that the suspect is a woman. Could be, especially when we're talking about this huge height discrepancy. But one interesting thing to note is that this person has a very particular gait. So they walk with their feet turned outward more predominantly on the right foot. And also that is how I walk. So now I'm like, oh my God, where where was I? Was I in Texas on You're this like, day? Am I the suspect? I know. And I also, I don't know if it was just me being naive. I couldn't totally catch that in the clip. Maybe I have to rewatch it, but I couldn't really tell the walk was different, but I'm glad that they were able to notice it. I know. I couldn't tell, but I imagine like, you know how the John Bidet Ramsey doc had handwriting experts. They probably have walk feet. pattern experts. Probably Jenna Dewan. She's a dancer, you know, who knows? There we go. Um, they also noted that the walk could be caused by a temporary condition. Um, and I had seen it referred to by some outlets as a limp. I didn't I didn't know if it was like that extreme, but I guess that is to say that it, it could have been caused by some kind of injury or something like that. Like a yeah, which is kind of it makes it either so identifiable of this person or a rapid goose chase. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, so then also another clue is that a vehicle was found near the church. It's either a 2010 to 2012 Nissan Altima or an Infiniti G37. Now, the only car that I can identify is a Toyota Corolla. So this is essentially meaningless to me. I can only identify a Toyota Camry that has a T7 on the top because then it's my Uber. <laughs> and you're like, are you my Uber T734? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm like for Danny <laughs> and they're like, don't bomb it in the back. Okay. Basically. <laughs> so, and I, I guess I'm like, is a Nissan Altima similar to this Infiniti G37? Like, I, I guess so. Um, it's giving me 5258 vibes. You right. Know? Jay Leno, if you're listening, because we know you love cars, let us know. <laughs> One day we're going to shout out to a celebrity who's going to secretly be listening. I hope so. I'm like banking weirdly on Chrissy Teigen. I feel it. I can see it happening. Okay, so this vehicle, whatever it was, was seen driving slowly around businesses near the church with the lights turning on and off. And then the driver parked before leaving the parking lot. So, interesting. 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 So, to date, the police have received over 2,000 tips, but none have led to an arrest. They do believe the case will be broken by help from the public. And this is also what I think. I think it's one of those things like somebody knows something, but they don't even know that they know it. Yep. A hundred percent. Where they're like, they'll bring up a fact that is going to be so minute to them or something. And then someone's going to be like, wait. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they have questioned um, a few people of interest. So first there was a retired Lancaster police officer who had a similar walk to what we described. He was ruled out for homicide after his alibi checked out, but I read that he, from like a local Texas newspaper, that I had to subscribe to their newsletter in order to read more free articles. You have subscribed to so many newspapers for this podcast. Good for you. Do you remember the time that I bought a subscription to the Rio de Janeiro Times so that How we could, could talk forget? about Florida Lease? <laughs> I gotta <laughs> check my well credit card first. statement. Well, I mean, local news is, the, is a staple, so God bless on you. Like, seriously, they are on the ground, and I'll give them my $1 or my email address. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> ah, okay, so he was charged. He, he wasn't, he was, like, let off for this homicide, this retired police officer. 
but he was charged in connection to porn found on his computer. And I've got to believe it's child porn because I really think that's the only type of porn that viewing it itself is a crime. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. Right. Okay. So Missy's husband has told outlets that she didn't know her killer. And like we kind of mentioned before, since she had posted on Facebook that she'd be at the church early, police kind of think she was targeted. Also, it's like it's weird to break into a church at that time. And also nothing was taken. And Missy's wedding ring was also left on. So, it, I mean, who robs a church? That's the thing, too. And also, it has to inherently be targeted because no one, there'd be no other person, there'd be no reason to go to this church at like 5 a.m. for any other yeah. reason. Yeah. I mean, I know you pay like the tithe or whatever, but I mean, our church is just sitting on cash reserves. I have to imagine it's not a place you'd burglarize. I mean, you never know. We'll get into some theories, too, of like just like theories that I randomly think of. And yes. where I'm like, what if it's like, there was like a embezzlement in the church and then this just happened to be like a little side effect. Who knows? That's a, that's a pretty out there one. I, oh, I'm always out there. But what I do know, <laughs> the thing Love I that. do know is that while we were talking about how happy the Bevers were, or the Beavers, I'm Broad City. I'm very sorry for that. Is there someone whose name is Bevers on Broad City? I don't watch the show. Oh my God, you don't? Oh, that's surprising. Yes, uh, Abby's roommate. Because I'm Jewish and funny. <laughs> Uh, Abby's roommate name is Bevers, and it really is uh, okay. hard to read this name without seeing that, and especially because he's such an LOL of a character. Gotcha. I like how I'm like, the comedy show, he's funny. I'm like, okay, yeah, duh. <laughs> but regardless, what we do, what came to light about the Beavers is that there was some trouble in the marriage. Uh, people were alluding to, and upon further review of certain things, they were able to determine that. Uh, but also we need to note because of course, whenever you say trouble in the marriage, everyone who bought our mug that says the husband did it is yes. raising a glass of their wine in their coffee mug saying, we knew it podcast over. Let's do some ads. Not quite <laughs> <laughs> because for all you, it's always the husband people. Brandon, her husband was out of town in Biloxi, Missouri on a fishing trip. Oh, I thought that was Mississippi. It probably, it is 100%. I was like, is MS not Mississippi? Shit. It is 100% Biloxi, Mississippi. I was so proud of myself because I remember reading or hearing about Biloxi as a town or as a place. And I was like, okay, I know how to pronounce that. But I fucked up the MS. Because Missouri is MO, right? I think so. Well, we need to know the MO of Brandon. We sure do. And his MO was that he was an MS on a fishing trip. So there we are. Regardless, apologies to Mississippi. I'm sure you have lovely trout, if that was what he was fishing for. <laughs> sure. I can see so, it. So while he was fishing... Had a great river. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he was... Uh, there were some fishy messages, we'll say. And by fishy, we mean flirty messages that the police found between Missy and some guy, some random guy on LinkedIn, which is an interesting avenue oh, to go down. Like, but, uh, come on. Like... That is weird to hit on someone on LinkedIn. I feel like it's happened to me before. And it's like, bro, shoot your shot elsewhere. I just got like investor traders being like, hey, do you want to make money? And I was like, not with you. <laughs> so or you get like multi-level marketing pitches. Yes. Oh, where so they're like, they're, hey, do you want to work from home? And it's like, no, we have a whole podcast about this. Right. And then I'm also like, baby, we're in a pandemic. Everyone's working from home right now. So <laughs> True. It's not a selling point anymore. Mic, mic drop. 
So the police found these flirty messages between Missy and a guy on LinkedIn beginning in January of 2016. Uh, some of the messages were quote-unquote intimate and then deleted, but then partially recovered by the police through tracking measures and things like that. So it's very interesting. There were also, with these flirty messages, some creepy messages, which is Uh-oh. freaky, that she showed to a friend less than three days before the murder. The messages were from a guy that neither she nor her friend knew, which is kind of, that kind of puts you on high alert because that's really terrifying and suspicious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with social media, women get creepy messages all the time from strangers. I just got one this morning that was from some random dude on Instagram that said, hello, dear. And then he sent me like some random girl's Instagrams. And I was like, what is this? So it was a quick block and delete. Yeah, you're like, what's your end game? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what his end game is. If I get murdered, now you know. Now we know. actually, and I do have a short list of if I get murdered, this person did it. So I'll right. add that guy. And it's like, and that's Mike Super Short Show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yes, right? Throwback. Remember that girl, Allison Stoner? What a goddamn legend! Yes, but I also was thinking with her, it was with Missy. With Missy, it was especially harder because her because of her job, she had to probably promote so much and had her number out there and stuff too of being like. These are my fitness classes. Call if you want more info or anything like that. Like she couldn't, she Did wasn't. Did she put in, her number on that stuff? I'm not, I'm assuming actually with that, but I'm assuming because like every business has a phone number. So I would probably kind of could track with that type of thing maybe. But yeah, knows? maybe. Or like, I mean, at least she's posting about her whereabouts, which, you know, everyone says like not to do, but if that's your job, job. and, and you know, like even if you think you have your privacy settings on lock on Facebook, I, you know. there's always like some weird ass way that someone can find you. I feel yeah. like. You got to triple check, lock everything, and then you're still going to get found. So like we said, she didn't know this guy. Her friend did not know this guy. So very suspicious all around. Police then reviewed texts between Missy and Brandon that did ultimately, like we said earlier, indicate that they were having financial issues, which definitely led to trouble in their marriage, which is hard and maybe also adds to why she was so gung-ho on these classes, trying to make money with the family. Uh, according to an affidavit, there were also intimate uh, slash personal relationships external to the marriage that was indicated by the phone records. I mean, so basically someone's having an affair. Someone's fucking. Is what I'm <laughs> gathering from that, like, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> what were external to the marriage, that means a penis or a vagina is internal somewhere. That is oh just. God. And that's also why I'm not a <laughs> Oh, my God. Or, like, an emotional affair. That's true. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess so. They could just be hugging. Yeah. Hugging and shrugging. Who knows? <laughs> so, regardless, <laughs> though, on top of the financial issues that were going on here, there also was a layer of an affair happening with the with them as a couple. So, just a lot going on at home, which probably was not easy to live through also. Uh, Randy Beavers, who was Brandon's dad, around this time, dropped off a bloody shirt at a dry cleaner's, which... Uh-oh. <laughs> talk about wrong time, wrong place. Uh, he said it was from a dog fight, but of course, everyone... Because this is a small town, everyone knew about that this murder happened, and people were on red alert. So, of course, everyone was kind of like, did you hear about Brandon's dad dropping off the bloody shirt at the dry cleaner's? Everyone's right. like, this, this man did it. Sign, seal, deliver type of thing. Not quite, because the lab test did ultimately confirm that the shirt tested positive for animal blood, and there were people witnessing to the fact that there was a dog fight, 
And on top of all of that, Randy was in California when Missy was murdered. So the blood was, in fact, from the dogs. From a dog. But I, I did, uh, on do with some research, uh, apparently so many people in the town don't buy that or don't buy his alibi or anything. So they Ooh. kind of, he's, he's kind of like exiled and like kind of looked at as guilty by public. So which... Interesting. I don't know if that helps or hurts. It probably, it only hurts the case because his alibi was cleared. So just a lot of people do think that it was him, even though clearly it was not. Interesting. Well, let's talk about some quick updates and then we can get into our theories. So this podcast called True Crime Broads um, in September 2020 raised enough money to put up a billboard along State Highway 287, which is like where the church is, which gave me big Francis McDormand energy. I love it. Okay, right. I was just thinking, I was like, did three billboards inspire this or vice versa type of thing? I think they saw the movie. They were like, that's a good idea. We should do that. They were like, that's just, and it's also interesting too, that those people, the two girls who started the True Crime Broads podcast, I haven't listened to, so I don't really know anything about them, but they met in a Facebook group looking for answers for Missy Beaver. So it also did- Yeah, which is kind of, which is interesting. So it did kind of remind me too of Don't Fuck With Cats in the sense that people coming together on the internet to make a change or find things out. So there's a a, uh, small, not even that small, but a very mighty group trying to get answers for them. Gotta love the internet. So this billboard directs people to Missy's tip line, which is 972-937-7297. And the last I read of it was that the billboard was supposed to come down in December. So um, that's really the only update that's happened. The police say like anytime that there's an anniversary or a special, they get a flood of tips. So far, you know, we know that there have been no arrests. So let's talk about some theories. Theories. I mean, I've got to wonder, like, this creepy LinkedIn guy seems suspicious. Um, I'm assuming that the police figured out who he was and cleared him. Like, I have to assume that if you have to. I know it's interesting, though, because like, who the fuck? And also, who are those text messages from that? I feel like they never like were they able to trace the number or anything like that. That's true. Or maybe she like or maybe they couldn't find it. Like maybe it was a burner LinkedIn account. I definitely think it's someone she knows or not that she knows, but someone who knows her. Because I feel like when you're, you know, if she's sort of like a public figure of, of sorts in this town, um, it's easy for like someone to know who you are and you not know who they are. Um, so, yeah, I, I do feel like this was personal. And now, did, but did you see, because I, I was, uh, I, I pulled a Sarah and I hopped on some, some Reddit and some dark web things for some Yes. For some theories. I did not. And What'd you find? Here is one that is kind of interesting to me. That at her funeral, did you hear about the security guard at the funeral? No. So at the funeral for uh, Missy, there was a security guard there that people in the town kind of knew, not so much, uh, who walked with a limp or had the walking issue and also was around the height of 5'8". And people were kind of like, what is totally going on here? And it did seem kind of suspicious too because I... uh, you know how you always hear about the idea that like uh, people who um, commit crimes or murders go to a hundred percent, hundred percent, like go to the vigils, go to like the uh, yes. things like that. So 
there they didn't i think they ended up clearing him but it did seem kind of i mean but also because the limp they i think they said healed and but that kind of goes with the fact of what you were saying earlier that couldn't be something that is not constant but like it's a muscle that frequently gets pulled or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or like, oh, I hurt my ankle in April of 2016. Like, right, you know, mm-hmm. and then it healed. And um, so, and also on top of this though, so this guy's name is Bobby Wayne Henry and he was a former cop, former military and at least two women have also accused him with rape allegations. What? But it doesn't really work out like that because it was like she wasn't sexually assaulted so it doesn't totally go with Wait, that. Wait, is he the security guard? He's a security guard, yeah. Ooh, yeah. sketchy but uh but also he's six one but then i'm also like but we also are going five eight to five two so i don't really know if the height is sort of in that range but hmm. there's there's a lot of there's like some video footage of him apparently i don't know how people got it there's video footage of him working the funeral watch it if you want to i didn't totally watch it because i didn't really want to watch a bootlegged footage of a woman's funeral type of thing but if that's yeah that's kind of weird that someone was filming that (laughs) i know i don't i think i think it was it was security footage from the funeral home not someone filming it oh oh, oh, that makes more sense wait so what were you saying with the um with the embezzlement church oh okay well these are just i'm full of i don't know why i got i got theories on theories let me tell you this much i think it's because i've started to take zinc vitamin d and vitamin c every morning because People say it helps you feel good and you need vitamin D because we're staying inside more, just a pro tip. But I, yeah, I should get on that. Wondering because all eyes are on the idea that it is someone targeting Missy, which does make a lot of sense. And I do see that. But on the flip side, I am curious that mainly because I did watch a British TV show where this did happen. <laughs> so <laughs> I am biased. Oh but my God. A priest at a church was embezzling money from the church. And then people were looking for the money, looking for the priest and things like that. So it could, there is potentially, there is no, and I need to, before people review saying that we're conspiracy scam people, there is no proof to this theory. This is just a theory I'm thinking of. And if anybody (laughs) else wants to join my trail, let's have some trail mix. But my, like the idea that the person who was going in was looking for the, either a priest or money to kind of settle a debt or something like that, saw Missy either got scared and attacked her or on the flip side, there are just twisted people that wanted to send a message to the church. You know what I mean? I do. Like, I get what you're saying. I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to meet you on the trail because if you're looking for money, I don't think you're going to come in like full on riot gear. That, that is true. With a hammer. I don't know. So I don't know. I'm sticking with my theory of, um, it was personal, someone who knew her, maybe like someone someone who had sort of like a, a crush on her from afar or something like that, and then maybe felt spurned. Well, and you know what I'm kind of wondering spurned? too? If if the uh, person had an injury that they didn't think could last forever, I am sort of in the mindset too that like, what if they also took her classes ever? I was just thinking that like, you know how at the beginning of every class, the instructors are like, anybody have any injuries you need to tell me about? But you don't ask like, Hey, if anyone's obsessed with me or stalking me, please tell me that. Right. No, you wouldn't ask that necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think hopefully someone will kind of come forward with some light bulb thing of like, oh, yeah, I remember this creepy dude from my office, you know, had a twisted his ankle back in, you know, April or whatever. But 
I don't know. I know, but I'm hope I'm hopeful that I feel like because it is one of those cases too that I think it's almost good because of course cases need attention to make movements a lot, but I think it is kind of on the good side that this case is getting highly focused local attention and less of like the media frenzy that we see some cases like a Jambonet or things like that where it's just like national headline news yeah. or just theories spiral out of control. People come out of the woodwork for attention and things like that. So I think right. that is why I'm more hopeful than not that this case could get solved because of how focused it is. Yeah, I mean, look, like some asshole in New York is not going to put together the missing pieces of of this murder in Midlothian, Texas. Like I just, it's not going to happen. I think exactly. the more the community talks about it, it's kind of like what we saw. I mean, I guess what we saw with um, the Up and Vanish podcast that was like also a super small town and it was local, but I guess just knowing that the case was getting national attention kind of put the pressure on local people who were keeping mm. their mouth shut and made them think, okay, you know what? It's time. That is a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this Delphi, I feel like there's another one like this. Oh, Jennifer Kessie, too. Oh, where like yeah. they, know they have the suspect on the footage, but they just don't, they can't see the face. That's the thing that pisses me off so much. When it's like, can we, how are we not in a technology point where you can like edit things out? I guess because then it would be like an eye and not actually camera footage. But I know. Still just how so can I jump in the film Yeah, and figure it out? <laughs> Yeah, totally. But I'm hopeful that this case will get solved. And I'll read that temp line again, just in case you are Texas-based. It is 972-937-7297. Yes, call, call in with any info that actually could maybe help this out, because for real. So, Sarah, if you were solving this case, who would be the suspect that you would put your money on, who you would arrest, who you would think is 100% put behind bars? I would be zeroing in on creepy LinkedIn guy. Mm. Actually, I don't know. He seems like a red herring. But do I'm you... wondering who these affairs were with. That is because that's the part like, that doesn't get maybe like... we have a jilted husband, a wife, whoever. Because that's the thing. We don't know if who whoever in the family is having the affairs, if the person they're having the affair with is also with someone. So it could be the person that the person is sleeping with getting mad. The person that the person is being cheated on is getting mad. There's a lot of red flags there that I guess that's kind of what I was thinking. A cop, the cop's job isn't to blow up a bitch's spot and be like, these two are fucking. But I feel like at this point it could be helpful because then I think, I feel like they're limiting the suspect list by not bringing those people to attention that someone that they might know could be like, Oh, well they, they have said this in the past or I know that they had a limp at this time type of thing. Yeah, I think that's that's where I'm going to put my money. What and on you? top of that too, because it's interesting you say that, the we don't know if they didn't really get into if the creepy messages were sexually creepy or threatening creepy. That's a good point. So that's my thing too, where it could be the scorned affair person threatening uh, Missy. And then this happened type of thing. So That is true. I could see that. Yeah. And while I did uh, try to uh, throw the um, Creekside Church of Christ as an embezzlement scam, I don't really think that they are embezzlement. <laughs> you know, I just, it popped in my head and I had to say it. I had to say, I had to say my truth. But I yeah, do, we love a spicy theory. I love to just, you know, create chaos. 
But uh, I do (laughs) think it is something with those text messages because those text messages, three days later, the murder, something doesn't add up. Totally. Well, now I think we're doing, because we, we, we don't want to leave you guys hanging on a confusing, frustrated note. I think we're playing a game of crime and punishment. Yes, we sure are. You guys don't know crime and punishment. We take a petty grievance that should be a crime. It should be. And then we assign a punishment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're saying it like we mean it this time. It's just, uh, it kind of, it, it, it's, it's like in a perfect world where we run the world, these would be punishable offenses. <laughs> if I run, when I run for DA, I'm going to make it illegal to, number one, have a fitness class before 6 a.m. That actually is true. And also because the thing is, especially, I mean, I guess everywhere, but like in New York, I would be scared to walk around at like 5 a.m. going to a fitness class. I know. The only times I'm walking around New York City at 5 a.m. is when I'm going home from the bar that closed at 4. That, yeah. And then I'm too drunk to even know where I am. So then it just happened. <laughs> Legit. Okay. So we definitely agree that anyone who works out before 6 a.m. should be punished. But we can't give them a physical punishment because that would be like a reward for them. I know. Well, maybe their hmm. punishment should be that they have to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make them live their life like me for a week. And they're yes. going to be like, why do I have bed sores? Why can I not get off the couch? <laughs> like what? No, oh like put God. down the salt and vinegar chips. And I'm like, no, you got to eat the whole bag. I know the bag says family sized. You are your own family. <laughs> Chug it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Chug it, bitch. Yeah. I, I was going to say house arrest, but instead of being confined to your house, you're confined to your couch. Because if you're confi- if they're confined to their house, you know they got a they got a squat machine somewhere. Yeah, a squat machine. They got a Zoom workout on deck. No, you will sit on that couch until your butt fuses with the cushions. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get for thinking you're better than us. Yeah, my my crime or the crime that I feel should be a punishable offense is the people that will like they're and like they're not I not like fitness instructors or fitness people who are like doing this for a cash. Uh, but they are the, like the people that like, you just know from like high school or your friends that like decided like a new year knew them. They do three squats and then they're suddenly like, Hey guys, so here's like what I do for like a fun workout in the morning. And it's them just like doing crunches on their like desk chair. No, no, no. You're, we're not, we're not doing this at home workout round of applause for you type of scenario. So my punishment for them is that I am taking their phone, putting it in their magic bullet that they make their smoothies with and having them watch it. <laughs> get broken. Oh my God. Yes. I was just going to cut their internet line, but you know what? Yeah. And also not only did our amazing producer Jorge kick us off in the intro, he's also helping us with the ending with some of his crime and punishments that he thought for us that we have to deliberate on. Oh yes. Okay. This is a good one. Your upstairs neighbor in your tiny New York apartment with paper thin walls wakes up every morning at 6 a.m. for some cardio jump roping. Okay, I do feel mildly attacked because I'm all about a home workout because I don't like running. However, I don't do it at 6 a.m. because I'm not a monster. Okay, so I think the punishment actually is just going to be the flip side of that which is you are going to jump around and dance like you're having your own personal club and you're going to do it at 11 o'clock at night. Ooh, I like that. Discoteque. And <laughs> I actually tell you, I've been on both ends of this stick. My upstairs neighbor Ooh. throws dumbbells, I think just for sport, like not even to work out, just to ruin my life. Oh my um, God. 
my downstairs neighbors came up to the apartment, knocked on my door once. And they were like, hey, we hear you working out. And it's like kind of hard when we're all like working from home. And I'm like, it's 6 p.m. Do you work? Sorry. Yeah, that's obnoxious. But you're also like, wait, that's not me. I know. Well, then I was just like, I was like, I'm sorry. I was moving stuff. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the punishment. But also I was punished for my own action by being yelled at by my downstairs neighbor. So yeah, that happened to me. And I, it was really annoying because I was like, okay, look, it's raining outside. The gyms are closed. It's six o'clock at night. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not just going to like become sedentary because it's inconvenient for you for 30 minutes uh, Sarah, a day. I also feel like you're going to get attacked by this other one, Jorge did. Let's you go. wake up one morning and your roommate has replaced all the wine in the apartment with black cherry white claw because it's healthier. I feel like you would. Okay, be- why is that a crime? I would be thrilled. There is. Sorry, Jorge. <laughs> Such a de- there are moments I, I, as a fan of, as a, as a scholar of both white claw and wine, yes. there are moments when I. They, they can't be interchangeable. That's true. Sometimes if you want wine, a White Claw just does not hit. Like there have totally been times when my fridge has been full of seltzer and I'm like, it's stupid to go to the liquor store when I have so much alcohol, but like I do actually just want a glass of Pinot Grigio right now. Right. When you're like, I want to feel like Olivia Pope. I want to yes. sit down, popcorn, yep. red wine for me and watch Nancy Grace talk about a missing mother. And I just, I, I couldn't do that with a white claw. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't hit quite the same. Um, yeah. I think the punishment, I'm like, would I just make, I would make them shotgun a white claw. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> I feel like you would have to then pay for the dental bill. <laughs> my punishment would be making them sit through like a wine tasting class. Cause like, those are like, I like <laughs> someone who loves to taste wine. I don't. I don't need the deal. I'll learn it on my own. But they have to sit and be like, okay, well, where's the oak from? And they have to like learn about wine to appreciate it fully. Yes, love that. Okay, let's do one more. That one person you know who posts workout pictures with those dumb inspirational quotes like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I think we should just delete their account. Yeah, I would. But, but that's my thing where I like, there's so many people that I'm like, my life would be so much better if I unfollowed you. But then I'm like, where would I get my hate follow serotonin from? Legit. <laughs> We're bad people, but you guys you know, know what, what I would too. do. And this is how I'll end up getting arrested. I would catfish them and pretend to be like Bob Harper or Jillian Michaels and be like, <laughs> okay, you're my girl boss. Um, you're my inspiration. And then they post that to their story being like, oh my God, Jillian Michaels loves me. And then everyone's going to DM them being like, that says like Jillian Nichols, not Jillian Michaels. And then they're the fool. And I have the last laugh. <laughs> I love it. It's like an elaborate con wrapped in a punishment. It's full on. It's full on V for Vendetta, baby. We are V there for Vendetta. We <laughs> there we go. Well, that's it for crime and punishment, I think. And also for this episode, Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram for more games. We do fun polls. We do fun quizzes. It's NATC pod. Same deal with Twitter. If you feel the need to follow us there, Um, join our Facebook group. It's called not another true crime group. Um, It's really fun. Everybody posts their theories. We post new true crime updates in there. And we're, we're talking shit about Joe exotic right now thinking he was going to get pardoned. Oh my God. Yeah. And um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem. You can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. And we will be here next time to talk more crime, more wine, and all that good stuff we like. 
Betches.